fashion to dead-eyed teenagers with too much money and no sense. Though she's still slim, Kate's body is made imperfect in her eyes by stretch marks. She can still fit into the strappy vests and hipster shorts she spends the day sorting and folding, and at 26, she's certainly not old. But Kate feels a world away from wanting to show off her body in that way. She's tired a lot of the time, and has gotten to the habit of avoiding mirrors, though when she does catch sight of herself, what she sees isn't what the men who pass her slowly on the street see, looking back over their shoulders, or like here on the train, surreptitiously glancing over at her. There is a raw sensuality to her every movement that marks her out as a woman, not a girl, and which shines out to everyone but her. At the office, Kate pushes her way through the smart, besuited crowd, surging out through the revolving door, working her way slowly against the flow. They are putting on their coats as they leave, making calls on their mobiles. In black, dun and grey, they barely register her, flowing around her like a pebble in a stream. She swipes her card at the turnstile, smiling at the guards who are just changing shift. They smile back, two pairs of eyes following her as she hurries to the lift. They like her. She knows their names, on top of which she moves with an easy grace that is somehow different from the tailored office girls that stream past them, none of them who ever look over. Even the secretaries with their short skirts and blusher, their hair uniformly straightened, their acrylic nails defiantly impractical, even they have nothing on Kate. A couple of hours later and she's nearly finished the floor she's been allocated this week. Disappointingly, it's not the one that houses Mr. Stevens's office. Secretly, she thinks of him as Adam, the name on his desk. But the next one up. This floor contains meeting rooms and conference facilities. It doesn't need much in the way of cleaning, as a rule, just the bins emptied, the hoover run around, and the desks and tables wiped down. Dragging the squat red vacuum cleaner with its incongruously smiling face by its electrical flex... In contravention of all the safety instructions, Kate begins to make her way into the boardroom, backwards. The heavy door silent in the deep pile of the carpet, a J-cloth and trigger spray in her other hand. There's a few bars of a song going around in her head, she's not sure what. It's been stuck there all day. But turning into the room, the door still only ajar, she sees something that drives it out of her mind for good. To one side of the polished expanse of the huge mahogany table, Mr. Stevens is moving gently, his eyes closed, his chest bare. There is a moment when Kate's brain struggles to keep up, wonders not why his shirt is off, but only what's he doing in the boardroom so late at night. But a second later, and with a rush of blood to her face, she understands. And in another second, she understands yet more. Though the face is turned away from her, the feet she can see under the table in front of his are still shackled by the unmistakable folds of a pair of men's overalls. Mr. Stevens is fucking a man. Kate doesn't move. Despite her shock, she's transfixed by the concentration on his face, as well as by the breadth of his shoulders and the pleasing shape of his torso, which she can see tapers to a nicely trim waist. She had imagined his chest to be smooth for some reason. In reality, he's neatly hairy, with the hair converging into a dark line which points down his flat stomach 
To where it is obscured by the round buttocks he now grips with such concentration. As she watches, he pulls slowly out. She can see the length of his cock, rigid and swollen, for a second only before he plunges it back into the other man's body. Instantly, she feels that she's wet, her pussy aching, an irresistible pulse starting up deep inside her. Her heart pounds as she watches his slow movements of a moment before become fast and urgent. A few thrusts later, each one deeper and more merciless than the last, and he pulls out again. But this time he takes his straining cock in his hand and in a second's work shoots spurt after spurt of cum onto the flushed buttocks before him. Still looking down, he smears it, full palm, over the other man's skin his thumb disappearing briefly and exploratively into the crevice of his arse. Only then does Mr.